Welcome to the Campus Christian Fellowship Podcast for the University of Iowa, Iowa State University, and the University of Northern Iowa. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of our Monday Night Recaps here at CCF for the University of Iowa. My name's Aaron, I'm going to be your host uh, for these Monday Night Recaps. And if you notice something, you notice that this is called adulting. Uh, and, and what adulting is, is essentially the same thing as food for thoughts, it's just a different content matter. So it's every single Monday night we have a discussion uh, and, and some food. And, and what our hope is to do with this podcast is to give a recap of our discussions to you that way you can follow along at home if you can't make Monday nights or if you are around the University of Iowa um, or if you're using this as a resource then we can still make that available to you but we want to make this uh, exactly that just available to you not necessarily something that is just you have to show up on Monday night and if you don't then you can't get this but what Food for Thoughts runs as is it's it's the thing where we t- try to tackle psychological and sociological phenomenon but tackle it from a Christian perspective and ta- tackle it from from a way of just saying how do we respond to this and just as a culture as a society as the church how do we react to things like the sexual abuse crisis? How do we react to things like stories and time and history and uh, and all these things? And what we do is uh, is we talk is we talk about that and we try to reach a conclusion that we've learned something, we've grown together and we've we've decided to discuss uh, something. We feel good about something. We're like that feels right. What we're doing with adulting is what we're is essentially the same format. So it's food and discussion, but what we're trying to do is is equip our students, college students and young adults specifically, with the tools needed to succeed in college and beyond. And so we're going to tackle a couple of different, excuse me, we're going to ca- tackle a couple of different topics this this semester. And adulting will run for this semester. Next fall, we'll have a new um, a new theme, and we will come back to adulting eventually, but. Uh, but we're going to talk about some things this semester that are going to be like finances and budget. If you've never set that, or if you don't know what a four hundred one k is, um, we've talked about. We're going to talk about some things like time management. We're going to talk about things like romantic relationships. We're going to talk about things like platonic relationships. We're going to talk about things like synergy, and we're going to talk about things like what happens uh, with. What do you do? How do you respond? When the reality that you're in is not the ideal reality that you've always envisioned, how do you live in that reality? We're going to talk about decision making next week, but this week we're going to talk about something that's called being proactive. Now, adulting the adulting schedule we adapt primarily from the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's a book by Stephen Covey, and if you are at all interested uh, in that, it's a it's an absolute recommend from us. It's a, it's a traditionally business book, but um, but it. But adulting is sort of businessy. Now we want to still tackle these things and and, um, and do it in a Christian perspective as well. But we also want to um, to just provide a need for college students, and a big need is is understanding how to succeed in the world. And so most of this is adapted from that. But we do have a couple other things in here that are filled out through um, some other some other books or some other just um, conversations or some some like written curriculum by us and, uh, and so, so if you are interested in, in learning a more in-depth 
comprehension of, of being proactive, you should read the prologue and chapter one, habit one, of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Uh, it's a really great book, would absolutely recommend it, and so you should go check that out. But meanwhile, we're here. So let's talk about being proactive for just a minute. What you're going to notice is this one is going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast because while I, re- I don't, I was confessing to our students, I don't really love teaching this one because it's a really hard one to teach. It's more so like a talk and, and discussion, not, not adulting in general, but being, but being proactive because, because it's just something that it has a few discussion points, but not a ton. And it also, uh, it, it, it's just... It's so it's so foundational to adulting, but at the same time, it's just not necessarily something that is super interesting. It's not something that is super game-changing. It's not like a radical change or a radical understanding of something new, but it is the foundation of, of adulting, and so we have to talk about it. We cannot not talk about it. And so um, the, the, we're going to start off with just a little bit. Um, this, there's this way of thinking that, that Stephen Covey brings out in his book. It's called Inside Out. And essentially uh, what we have to do as, as a first step for adulting is that we have to change ourselves from the inside first because the only way that we can affect what happens outside of us is if we affect something that happens inside inside of us he calls calls these things private victories and public victories and and a public victory is 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 exactly what it sounds like it's something that um you know given that we're close to election season like a public victory is when they announce the president of the united states the next president of the united states a public victory also could be something really small like um like like I got through today, or I completed that test, or I finished my homework, or uh, I got my test results back and they were really good, or um, or I got out of bed today. Sometimes it seems like a big public victory, and all of these things have got to be started by a private victory, because private victories motivate us to complete our public victories, and so you don't get to to complete your really hard day. You don't get to complete that test with a really good grade. You don't get to become the president of the United States. You don't get to do whatever it is you set out to do unless you first establish this uh, this idea of, of wanting to, um, you don't get to establish this, this fruition of, of I finally did it unless you first set a drive for yourself. And, and private victories is, is what we're talking about in that regard. And a private victory is more than just simply saying, but it's drive and determination. It's motivation. It's not just saying these things. You know, we're just past the new year and, and it, we're just in February and already a lot of New Year's resolutions has, have been broken. Most New Year's resolutions have have gone completely off of our minds at this point. We don't think about our commitments to eat healthier or to join a, a gym and to work out regularly. We don't think about these things anymore. They're off our mind because we never they never really were a private victory. They were a thought that never quite grasped everything and they never quite grasped the reality that and they never quite took hold in our in our minds to really, really, really drive us towards that. There's a quote that Covey has in his book, and I just want to read it real quick. He says, if we wanted to change the situation, we first have to change ourselves. And to change ourselves effectively, we have to change our perceptions. And that is ex- exactly what we're talking about today with being proactive. Because what happens is, again, to change 
a situation, we have to change ourselves and our role in that situation. If you want to change world hunger, then you have got to to donate towards organizations that are fighting for world hunger, or you have to 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 go and volunteer your time and your energy to go do that. If sitting around and expecting change to happen without your involvement is just a, a simply wrong way of living life as an adult. If you want to be in charge of who is the next president, then you need to go and you and you need to vote. And if you don't vote, then and if everybody doesn't vote, then it doesn't matter. You're not playing your part in causing the change if you're not putting in the work yourself and and so we need to just remember that we have got to change ourselves we have to take a grasp of our situation if we want to change the situation around us and to do that effectively we have to change our perspective so we what's happened is we've grown up all these lives maybe you're 16 you're listening to this maybe you're 23 and you're listening to this heck maybe you're even 45 and you're listening to this uh but what, what has happened is we've grown up all these x amount of years in our lives before and and we've we've let these ideas shape who we are. One thing that we talked about, if you were around for our uh, Food for Thoughts last semester, um, and if you haven't, go back and take a listen to the Food for Thoughts, the one about um, alcohol and, uh, and the perception of, of, of drunkenness. Well, one thing that we have learned through this, through this, this is just a, a brief recap, is that if you look at a movie or a TV show, we, we often have represented an alcoholic behavior with a certain kind of liquor because certain liquors research study does not necessarily affect us in a different way it matters by uh, by the proof the per- and the percentage of alcohol that is in the specific liquor but because of our perceptions every single time in media that media portrays they portray a certain action with a certain liquor so people that get wild and crazy are drinking tequila and people that uh, tequila and margaritas because tequilas and margaritas and people that are angry are always drinking whiskey every single time it's one thing that i've noticed more so in movies nowadays if somebody is angry they have whiskey in their hand gin is a little bit more sophisticated a drink it's for people that can quote unquote handle their liquor but it, it's, it's absolutely not it's just the way it's portrayed in the movie uh, vodka is of course tradition typically Russian, and it's also um, a pretty commonplace liquor, but it also has an, uh, an effect of, of um, is similar to, to whiskey. There's a lot of aggression associated with, all, with it as well, but a lot of that is because we also associate vodka with Russia. Anyway, just go back and listen to that, ex- uh, that episode if you're interested in more of that, but, uh, but I bring up this point just to say that we have grown up with these perceptions. And so if I have a perception that people that drink whiskey are angry, then I'm going to see angry people drinking whiskey. And if I feel like I need to get angry, then I'm going to drink whiskey. And and this is just one example of, of all of the ways that we've grown up. You Important people wear suits and they have a, a nice black suit and a tie. And they go into work like that every single day. But there are just as many important people that don't have to wear a suit when they go into work. And there are definitely many successful people that don't wear suits when they go to work. You know, Apple was started in a garage. This mega corporation was started in, in, in just this garage in California. And these false perceptions giggle much deeper than that because it's not just about the material world around us. And it's not just about our perceptions uh, of things around us. But we perceive within ourselves these things. We, we think that we... Though there's some sort of inner happiness that we just don't have, and so we we try to seek after these things with 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 money, with with sex, with uh, with 
sometimes violence we, with community and belonging, but not necessarily in the right way. We try to latch on to these things to, that we think we're going to be happy. Maybe it's having kids when you get older. We, you try to latch on to these things that make you happy. But if you look at the, at the statistics, they show us that the people with the most money are the least happy. And so it's a false perception that if I just had more money, I would be happy because there's always another thing. If I just got married, I'd be happy. Well, then people in marriages aren't happy a lot of times. If So I, if I just had a kid, then we would be happy. But kids are a lot of work and, and, some, and being a parent is not for everybody. And you just, there's this false perception of if I just had this, then I would be happy. And that is not right. And so what we have to do in these seven habits of highly effective people... Uh, this this adulting course, so we have to look at these false perceptions that we have that have been ingrained into us since childhood, since birth, and we have to think about them in reality as opposed to the way that we have been perceiving them for this long. And so the very first part is we have to be proactive because um, it's another great quote listed in the Stephen Covey book, but he says, between stimulus and response, man has the freedom to choose. And that is what we're talking about in this proactivity is there between a stimulus and a response there is a choice so stimulus is is that is that motivation that drive about about i really want to go to a gym I'm just going to take the example of a new year's resolution i really want to go to a gym and so i'm going to uh, sign up for a gym membership and i'm going to commit to going uh, every single day before work for 30 minutes or for an hour or something like that or just every single day after work for 30 minutes or for an hour or i'm going to decide to eat healthier and so we're going to have vegetables with each meal now or uh, or I'm going to eat less carbs this year, or just whatever it happens to be, whatever you think is. But let's just say it's it's going to the gym and working out. So if you say, well, I'm going to work, uh, I'm, let's just say, for example, I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday after work for an hour each. That's your stimulus. That's your motivation and your drive. And the response is going to the gym three times a week, at least for an hour. And that's the response. But, but as you know, just as much as I do, the stimulus and the response does not line up. Because what happens is there's a choice involved every single time you have to choose to do something. And so it's not just the fact that I want to weigh less or I want to go a couple gene sizes down or I want to have a better heart or I want to live a little bit longer and so I'm going to take care of that today. But it's a... It, it, if if that happened, then everybody would be would be healthy, and we would all wear close to the same size clothing, and gym gyms would be packed every single day. But that's just not how it works because because stimulation does not lead to the response because there's a choice in the middle. And so what happens is you find out these people that commit to go into the gym. Let's just say they decide to go uh, for a total of of seven hours a week. There's a total of about an hour a day, right? And so what happens is if they're going to go every single day for an hour or if they're going to go like, well, I'm not going to go on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I'm going to go for two on Saturday and Sunday. Well, all of a sudden what happens is they're tired on Saturday and they're not going to go on Saturday. Well, now they're two hours behind. Okay, well, I'll just make it up next week. And they don't make it up next week. And so, and they might even miss another day. And all of a sudden you're a little bit behind. You're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just already too far behind. I'm just going to forget about it. Because you lower your expectations for yourself because you have the choice to. And that stimulus, as powerful as it may be, choice is what really drives that stimulus into a response. 
So what we have to do is turn that stimulus is turn our choices into reacting to our stimulus in the 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 path of the response. And there's two active there's two ways that we can live. We can live proactively or we can live reactively. And I want to use a probably silly example to a lot of people, but when we think about the Incredible Hulk, yes, the big green blob from the Marvel comics. Well, if you've seen uh, some of the recent Marvel movies, you'll see the Hulk is an ent- is exactly an accumulation of this type of personality because the Hulk is a very reactive being. Bruce Banner gets angry, or David Banner, if you're looking at the original t- TV show with, uh, with Lou Ferrigner. Lou Ferrigno, wow. Okay, Hulk is a reactive character because what happens is Bruce Banner gets really angry and he turns in, turns into this giant green muscular blob that has no control over what he's doing and he's just got one objective, to smash. He's got to destroy whatever is there. It's a very reactive personality, but what Bruce Banner tries to do as a person is a very proactive strategy. I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure I don't get angry so that the Hulk doesn't come out. Because he realizes that the Hulk coming out is not always a good thing. It's mostly not a good thing. It sometimes can be because sometimes you need to fight muscle with muscle. But uh, but for the most part, destruction of property, uh, killing innocent people by accident, uh, having no control over over yourself or your actions is a very, very, very harmful thing. And so what Bruce Banner does is he tries to contain it. And so in the in the movie The Incredible Hulk, we see that, that uh, Bruce Banner is tr- is trying his hardest to keep his heart rate down. And he's trying to, to keep away from activities that are going to raise it. And if it gets too high, he's been meditating and he sees it. So he's trying to have a very proactive stance of of not letting the Hulk out. But guess what? It doesn't happen because what's a good Hulk movie without the Hulk? And, and so he... he the Hulk winds up coming out, and here's the important message of that, is that being proactive is deciding to make a choice that controls, that that, that reflects, your, reflects your stimulus in the path of the response. You do not always have to be successful, but being proactive talks about is trying. And so even though Bruce Banner is unsuccessful at transforming, at, uh, at, uh, at stopping the transformation of himself into the Hulk... What he is doing is being very proactive and he's trying to change his situation so he can change the situation around him. And so by the time we get to the first Avengers movie, Bruce Banner now has a control and he can become the Hulk at will. He can he can choose to, to not let the Hulk come out as in any way that he possibly can. And he's being a very proactive in that situation and he's much better at that than he is in the incredible hulk and then when you get all the way forward to avengers endgame and he decides to just make himself the hulk permanently except he can see he uh, he can control his actions he's this character's professor hulk or smart hulk he he can respond to the hulk he, he it's not just i'm going to destroy every single thing but he just has the opportunity to choose he's learned how to adapt to his situation but he's put himself in that situation because he's saying i have two options i could either keep controlling anger unsuccessfully or I could just control the anger permanently and have that life of a giant green monster. And so what he does is he decides to instead of being reactive to a situation, I'm going to be proactive from now on. Being reactive is is Bruce Banner in Thor Ragnarok where 
where he's just always the Hulk and he doesn't desire, he doesn't have the stimulus to go back to being Bruce Banner anymore. He's just ready to, to react to a situation where, which is people don't like me, I'm a danger to society, and they think I'm a criminal. And so I'm reacting to that, and I'm just going to be the Hulk, and I'm going to go fly away on another planet, never to bother Earth again. But that proactivity is taking control. It's Bruce Banner in, in The Incredible Hulk, and it's Bruce Banner in The Avengers, and it's Bruce Banner in Avengers Endgame. He's trying to do things that will prevent him. He's trying to do things that will help him so he doesn't have to respond later. There's this uh, phraseology that we often use where it's, it's just putting out fires. And the, we, the reason we use this, this terminology is because if we need to put out a fire... And fire represents chaos in our life. There's something that we need to control. And so if we need to go put one out, let's say a couple blocks down, down the street from you, and you go do that. So you get your buckets of water, you call the fire department, you know, they come out, you spray the hose. Well, if nobody, if you had to run while you were cooking to go help put out that fire, as soon as you help put out that other fire, you come back and your house is now on fire. Right. So if you have to leave something that really needs your attention in order to go take care of something that seems a little bit more immediate, then when you come back to the thing that you were working on, it, it now is the thing that was the thing that is that, that seems immediate. And it's just this constant sense of 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 urgency. It's this constant sense of of not knowing how to handle yourself. And we're going to talk about this in a couple weeks when we talk about time management, about how we can make our schedules reflect um, not a constant schedule of just putting out fires, but how we can control our schedules and time management. But, uh, but if we constantly have to put out fires, then we're being reactive. Now, being reactive about some things is okay because there are certain things you need to be reactive about. There are certain things that are beyond our control, but the things that we can control, the things that we... We can't control about let's going to the gym, for example, or listening to the adulting podcast or coming to adulting because it's something that you have learned that you need to do and you need to be a little bit better of an adult and you need to learn finances and you need to learn romantic relationships and you need to learn platonic relationships and you need to learn how to deal in the reality when the ideal doesn't come and you need to learn how to prioritize things and you need to learn time is when you when you when you prioritize and are being proactive by by coming back here every single week or coming and joining us on a Monday night, that is being proactive. Being reactive is saying, I will deal with a 401 with with uh, with dealing with a 401k when I retire. Being proactive uh, being reactive is saying, I'm not going to worry about retirement because I have bills that are due today and I want that new video game that came out and I could use a new car. I don't really need a new car, but I would like a new car. And it's doing with those things. And all of a sudden, retirement comes, and Social Security is at an all-time low, and you don't have enough money to pay any bills, and you don't have any savings because you were never proactive. And the first step in adulting is we have to shift our minds to being proactive instead of reactive because proactive proactivity is that choice between stimulus and response and the more that we learn to control that choice and to direct our stimulus and to recognize our goal our response the better adults we will be 
Hey, thanks for checking us out and spending some time with us this week. Quick reminder, if you're a student at Iowa State, University of Northern Iowa, or University of Iowa, we would love to connect you with a campus minister. So reach out to ccf.uiowa at gmail.com, and we will make sure we get you connected. Be sure to specify your school in an email. Additionally, if you have questions about anything you've heard today or anything that's on your mind, we would love a chance to answer that here anonymously. So you can also just drop a line there. Again, that is ccf.uiowa at gmail.com. We hope you have a great week, and please know that we are praying for you.